الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله we continue going over the tremendous the tremendous book by the fadilat al-shaykh al-allama shaykh salih excuse me the imam muhammad bin abdul wahhab rahimahullahu ta'ala and that is and we are reading from the explanation of that book by the fadilat al-shaykh Al-Allama Shaykh Salih Al-Fawzan Hafizahullah Ta'ala And that is none other than the tremendous book That is entitled Tafsir Kalimat Al-Tawheed The explanation of the The statement of Al-Tawheed Alhamdulillah We had reached the point where we were going over some of the erroneous explanations for the kalima of At-Tawheed, some of the false meanings that the people of innovation, they try to give to the kalima of At-Tawheed. And we will finish this section off by going over the proper Explanation of the Kalima of At-Tawheed. Sheikh Fawzan, Ta'ala, he mentions that the first false and erroneous explanation for the Kalima of At-Tawheed, then it is the explanation of the Kalima of At-Tawheed by those individuals who believe in Wahdatul Wujud, who believe in a oneness of existence. Naam. And this is what we covered in last week's class, this first one. And that, just as a recap, was that these individuals who believe in the oneness of the creation, or excuse me, the oneness of existence, who believe in the oneness of existence, they are those who believe that there is no separation between the creator and the creation. They believe that Allah is everywhere and in everything and that everything is Allah and Allah is everything. This is what these individuals believe. So therefore, when they go to explain the meaning of La ilaha illallah, they say that it means that La ma'abud illallah that there is nothing that is worshipped except Allah. And this is because they believe that everything that is worship is Allah. Because they believe Allah is everywhere and in everything. Likewise, they articulate that concept in another way. And they say that the meaning of La ilaha illallah is La ilaha mawjood illallah. That there is nothing that is worship that is present except Allah. There is nothing, there is no God present except Allah. Or there is no object of worship present except Allah. And of course, again, this fits into their false belief. Because they believe that Allah is everywhere and within everything. So with them, regardless of what is worship, in essence, you're worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa iyadu billah. And of course, we understand this is not the meaning of La ilaha illallah Because this concept in which that they are speaking about Those who believe in the oneness of existence Then this is a concept that is a polytheistic concept This is a concept of disbelief This is a concept of shirk So it's not possible that the kalima of it tawheed 
will come bearing the meaning and conveying the meaning of shirk and polytheism. So we know this is not the correct meaning, ma'am. And we also highlighted, we also highlighted in the last week's class, which we're not getting to more detail. We will not get into more detail about that right now, except just to mention it. And that is that the erroneous translation of the Kalima of Tawheed stems from individuals who had this belief. And that is the erroneous translation that they give to it where it says, There is no God but Allah. Or some of them even more liberal, they say, There is no God but God. Now, there is no God but God. This statement conveys the same meaning of those other statements in which were mentioned. A. Meaning, la ma'bud illallah. There is no God except Allah. There is nothing that is worshipped except Allah. Or, la ilaha mawjud illallah. Or that there is nothing that is worshipped that is present except Allah. Naam. Or there is nothing that is worshipped in existence except what? Allah. Nothing present worshipped except that it is Allah. This is to understand that what? Because everything that is worshipped is Allah. Wa'iyadu billah. So that false translation also conveys the same meaning. There is no God but God. There is no God but Allah. And we explain how this is erroneous in its meaning and is erroneous in its wording. The next false interpretation is the interpretation and the explanation as Sheikh Fuzan he mentions Tafsir Ulaman Kalam it is the tafsir of the ulama al-kalam the kalima al-tawhid for the kalima of al-tawhid the ulama of kalam then these are those scholars of rhetoric those scholars of rhetoric of intellectual rhetoric philosophy philosophers so on and so forth these are those pseudo intellectuals those who deem themselves intelligent but when they are thoroughly examined, we find that their intelligence is wanting. Naam? It comes up short. Do you understand? In any event, and it's important that we concentrate upon these things because a person may come in and may say that some of these groups that you are mentioning or that the, the ulama and the mashayikh, they mention, these groups are no longer around in name. And... That is correct as relates to some of these groups, some of the deviant groups. They're no longer around in name. However, you will find that their beliefs, their ideologies, their creed, yeah, and so on and so forth, it still exists and is present. Naam, it still exists and is present. So we don't need a group present today who says that they are ulamab kalam. Naam, we don't need that. Because the beliefs of them they are still present and we find them especially inside of a lot of the the modernist them and the liberals and the ultra uh you know uh people that go to the extreme we find these beliefs still with them we find these beliefs still with them them the ulama kalam these ones who are given to pseudo intellectualism these ones who are given to philosophy and the like, they say, يقولون, لا إله إلا الله معنا, They say that لا إله إلا الله, the meaning of it is لا قادر على الاختراع والخلق والتدبير والإيجاد إلا الله. These ones they say, that the meaning of la ilaha illallah it means then there is no one who is capable there is no one who is capable of bringing something into existence there is no one who is capable of creating something from nothing now for lack of a better term there is no one who was capable of originating, right? Or, or capable of creating. There is no one who is capable of arrangement of the affairs. 
and of fashioning and shaping except Allah. And from fashioning and shaping except Allah. In other words, because perhaps we didn't hear it expressed utilizing this particular phrasing, but we may be familiar with another phrasing. And that is those individuals who say that there is no creator and there is no sustainer and there is no arranger of affairs, etc., etc., except Allah, except Allah. Sheikh Fozani says, sahih. He said, and this is not correct. This is not correct. What does Sheikh Fozan mean by this is not correct? Meaning, this is not correct. Meaning, this is not the meaning of La ilaha illallah. To say that this is the meaning of La ilaha illallah, it is not correct. It is not correct. And this agrees with the deen of the polytheist. This agrees with the deen of the polytheist. Naam. Why? So we can better understand this. Why does this agree with the deen of the polytheist? It agrees with the deen of the polytheist because the polytheists, they acknowledge this reality. The polytheists, they acknowledge this reality. They acknowledge the fact that Allah is the creator, that Allah is the sustainer, that Allah is the arranger of the affairs. The polytheists, they acknowledge this fact. So to say that that is the meaning of La ilaha illallah, then this is not correct. Because as we know, the Prophet wasallam, he wasn't commissioned to go to a people to call them to that which they already believed in. But rather, he was commissioned to go to them to call them to what? Something that they were not upon. They weren't upon this belief. The belief in Tawheed, the belief in La ilaha illallah. They were not upon that. They were not upon that. So to say that La ilaha illallah, the meaning of it is restricted to just these aforementioned things, then this is not correct. Although those things within, within themselves are correct. So in other words, yes, is Allah the only creator? Yes. Is Allah the only sustainer? Yes. Is Allah the only arranger of the affairs? Yes. Is Allah the only one who provides and gives sustenance? Yes. But is that the meaning of La ilaha illallah? No. Why? Because it's only talking about a tawheed rububiyyah. Whereas the, the yani, la ilaha illallah comes and, and encompasses and incorporates what? All of the categories of a tawheed. Not just tawheed al-rububiyyah, but also a tawheed al-uluhiyyah. And also a tawheed al-asma wa sifat. All of the categories of a tawheed are expressed and understood by La ilaha illallah. And this is why the polytheists, they rejected it. And they didn't want to believe in it. Although they believed in Tawheed al-Rububiyya. But they did not believe in what? At Tawheed al-Uluhiyya. And how do we know they believe in Tawheed al-Rububiyya? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us this in the Quran. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, قُلْ مَنْ يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَمَّنْ يَمْلِكُ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَبْصَارِ وَمَنْ يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَيُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتَ مِنَ الْحَيِّ وَمَنْ يُدَبِّرُ الْأَمْرِ فَسَيَقُولُونَ اللَّهِ Allah Ta'ala, He says in this ayah here in Surah Al-Yunus, ayah number 31, and say to them, right? Or we can say and ask them, O Muhammad, and who provides for you? Allah is the sustainer. Who provides for you? From the heavens and from the earth. Who is the owner of hearing and seeing and sight? Who brings out the living from the dead and the dead from the living? And who arranges the affairs? They will say Allah. They will say Allah. You see? And there are many other ayat that come bearing the same meaning. Showing that they acknowledged. They acknowledged at tawheed al-rububiyyah. They already believed in it. So how could a person come and say that the meaning of La ilaha illallah is a meaning that is restricted to a tawheed al-rububiyyah? Because if this was the case historically, then 
the polytheists, they would have never rejected it because they already believed in Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. So if the meaning was restricted to just a Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, then none of them would have disbelieved in it. None of them would have disbelieved in it. But they did disbelieve in it. Why? Because that which was intended by the kalima of a Tawheed encompasses all of the categories of a Tawheed and encompasses a Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, that branch of a Tawheed that they were in violation of. So know this, know for surety that no prophet, nor messenger ever came to their people to call their people to a tawheed al-rububiyyah. Why? Because the human beings in general, they already believe in a tawheed al-rububiyyah. So the violation as it relates to a tawheed was not in the arena of at tawheed al-rububiyyah but rather it was in the arena of at tawheed al-asma uh, excuse me at tawheed al-uluhiyyah naam rather it was in the arena of at tawheed al-uluhiyyah naam so if you were to examine and you were to look into the Quran you will see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses at tawheed al-rububiyyah as a proof and an evidence against the disbelievers, so as to establish a tawheed and uluhiyya. In other words, if they truly believe in a tawheed and rububiyya, then they have to believe in a tawheed and uluhiyya. Ma'am? An example of this can be found in the first command that is inside of the Quran. The first command, those ayat that are connected to it, inside of the Quran, we see this, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala utilizes a tawheed al-rububiyyah as a proof and evidence to establish why they have to establish and they have to uh, uh, live their lives in accordance to and accept and believe in a tawheed al-uluhiyyah. If they truly would, they truly would have believed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, and this can be found in Ayah 21 from Surah Al-Baqarah. Ayah 21 from Surah Al-Baqarah. And we also want to look at Ayah 22 from Surah Al-Baqarah. We want to look at 21 and we want to look at 22. And if anyone uh, has access to uh, a Mus'haf, Right? Then this would be a good time to grab it. So I want, so I want you to look at it, inshallah ta'ala. I want you to look at these verses. Naam? So if anyone has access to a mushaf, then I want you to turn to Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 21 and Ayah 22. Bithni ta'ala. Naam? It's very important. And inshallah ta'ala, I'll give everybody a couple seconds so that they can uh, get that, inshallah ta'ala. Play it. And again, there's Ayah 21. And 22 from Surah Al-Baqarah. Naam. Play. Inshallah ta'ala, everyone has it in front of them. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in His noble book, Ya ayyuhal nasu abudu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum walladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, O mankind, O mankind, worship your Lord. Worship your Lord. Worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, then this is what category of it, Tawheed? Huh? Worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, this is what category of it, Tawheed? Naam? Those who are online, you can answer inside of the text box, inshallah ta'ala. 
So what category of Tawheed is this? This is Tawheed Al-Uluhiyya. Naam, the Tawheed Al-Uluhiyya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because remember, He uses Tawheed Al-Rububiyyah to establish and as a dalil for Tawheed Al-Uluhiyya. So Allah Ta'ala, He says, O mankind, worship your Lord. Worship your Lord. What's the dalil? Why should they worship their Lord? Their Lord, الذي خلقكم والذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون The one, your Lord, who created you and who created those who came before you. Ah, your Lord who created you. And he created those who came before you. Creation. That Allah Ta'ala is the creator. And that he created us. Naam. This points to what category of it? Tawheed. The fact that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is the creator. And that he created the creation. Then this points to which category of it? Tawheed. Naam. Which one? It points to. At-Tawheed Al-Rububiyyah Naam At-Tawheed Al-Rububiyyah So we see here from Ayah 21 That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Uses At-Tawheed Al-Rububiyyah As a proof and evidence To establish At-Tawheed Al-Uluhiyyah Is that clear? Is that clear to everyone? Is any If anyone if that's if that's not clear to anyone, anyone is confused about that, please let it be known. Please let it be known. Are there any questions that are related to that? Now let us look to the next verse because we're going to see more of this. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He says, and I want everyone to look at it. It's verse twenty-two from Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah Taala He says, "Alladhi ja'ala lakum al-arda firasha." وَالسَّمَاءَ بِنَاءَ وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً فَأَخْرَجَ بِهِ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ رِزْقًا لَكُمْ فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, He who has made the earth as a resting place. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the earth like a resting place, like a bed, a resting place. Naam. And he has made the sky like a canopy. The earth as a resting place, sky is a canopy. What category of it tawheed does all of this point to? It points to a tawheed, a rububiyyah, a rububiyyah, the tawheed of Allah's lordship. Allah Ta'ala goes on to say what translated means and sends down rain. Sends down water, meaning rain, from the sky, and brought forth therein fruits and provisions for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought forth from this rain, this water that comes down from the sky, rain, what? Fruits and provisions, sustenance, right? Rizq, provisions. This points to the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, huwa raziq, he is the Sustainer, he is the provider of sustenance, and this enters into which category of it? Tawheed. It enters into Tawheed, al-Rububiyyah, the Tawheed of Allah's lordship. Naam. Like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, after having established the fact that He is the one who has created us and created the earth, uh, made the earth as a bed for us and the sky as a canopy for us and sends down from the sky water uh meaning rain and and brings forth with and from that fruits and provisions for us all of this points to what at tawheed al-rububiyyah then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says fala taj'alu lillahi andada wa antum ta'lamun thus do not set up rivals. Then therefore, based on the aforementioned fact, based on the aforementioned reality, 
So then therefore do not set up rivals unto Allah in worship. Do not set up rivals unto Allah in worship while you know that none has the right to be worshipped alone in truth except Allah. Naam. So the last portion of the ayah points us to what category of it? Tawheed calling us to worship Allah alone and to stay away from the shirk. Stay away from shirk and worship Allah alone. What category of it? Tawheed does that point to? At Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. Naam. And this was the call of the prophets and the messengers to their people. They called their people to at Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. And they utilized at Tawheed al-Rububiyyah as what? As a proof and evidence for them to establish Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. But no one went to their people calling their people to at Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. No one has done that. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَقَدَ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنِعْبَدُ اللَّهَ وَاشْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ And we have sent to every nation a messenger proclaiming, Worship Allah alone and stay away from the false deities. Worship Allah alone and stay away from the false deities. Naam? Calling the people to what? At-Tawheed? Al-Uluhiyyah. The Tawheed of making your worship sincerely to Allah and to Allah alone. Because when one establishes this, then by default, for one, yani by default, he would have established at Tawheed al-Rububiyya with Tawheed al-Asma'u Sifat. The one who truly establishes at Tawheed al-Uluhiyya, then we, he would have established at Tawheed al-Rububiyya with Tawheed al-Asma'u Sifat. Naam? So we know then. What these philosophers say cannot be the meaning of La ilaha illallah because it only calls to At-Tawheed Al-Rububiyyah. Whereas the meaning of La ilaha illallah then it encompasses what? All the categories of At-Tawheed. Not just one to the exclusion of the others but all of the categories of At-Tawheed. So this is why the Shaykh he says what they're saying is not correct. Why? Because the Shaykh he says فَالْمُشْرِكُونَ يَقُولُونَ the polytheists they say la al khalq illallah that none has the ability to create except Allah wala illallah and none gives life except Allah wala yumit illallah and none causes death except Allah wala yarzuq illallah and none gives provision except Allah the shaykh he says this is tawhid al-rububiyyah so we know that this can't be the meaning of what the kalima of la ilaha illallah because it only focuses on one category of it tawheed to the exclusion to the exclusion of the others so we know this is not correct we know this is not correct naam but the third false meaning is the meaning that comes from the jahmiyyah and the mu'tazila and these are two deviant sects that deny the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Shaykh says, وَتَفْسِيرُ لَا إِلَهَ اللَّهِ عِنْدَ الْجَهْمِيَّةِ وَالْمُعْتَزِلَةِ وَمَنْ سَارَ عَلَى نَهْجِهِمْ هُوَ نَفْيِ الْأَسْمَاءِ وَالصِّفَاتِ لِأَنَّ مَنْ أَثْبَتَ الْأَسْمَاءِ وَالصِّفَاتِ عِنْدَهُمْ يَكُونُ مُشْرِكًا وَالتَّوْحِيدِ عِنْدَهُمْ هُوَ نَفْيِ الْأَسْمَاءِ وَالصِّفَاتِ he says is that the tafsir of La ilaha illallah with the Jahmiyyah and the Mu'tazila and those who are upon their methodology. Remember, because we still have people who was upon the methodology of the Mu'tazila and the Jahmiyyah. Although they don't call themselves as, uh, yani, and la- name themselves as Jahmiyyah with Mu'tazila. They don't say, you know, I'm Jahmiyyah, Mu'tazili. They don't say that. Naam. But they're upon that. So in reality, that's what they are. Because that's what they believe that they have. But they don't uh, call themselves with that name. So it's important that we know the methodology. We know the creed. We know the falsehoods so that we can recognize them when we see it. In any event, these individuals and those who are upon their way, they deny the names and attributes of Allah. So with these ones, the one who affirms the names and attributes of Allah, they'll say about him that he is a polytheist. The one who affirms the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will say, this one is a polytheist. So for the one, for example, who says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a hand, 
they will say, no, it's man's a polytheist. This is, this is blasphemy to say that Allah has a hand. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he has a hand. Blessed is he who the dominion is in his hand. This is what Allah Ta'ala says about himself. So if Allah says he has a hand, Allah has a hand. But Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah, Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah, we know what, as Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says, Laysa kamithlihi shay, wa huwa sami'u al-basir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there is nothing that is like him whatsoever. There is nothing that is the same as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing that is mithil, that is like, that is the same as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is the all-hearer, the all-seer. So we know that Allah ta'ala says he has a hand. Yes, he has a hand because he says he has a hand. And what's the explanation in tafsir of him having a hand is to recite the verse that he has a hand. Now to recite the text where he mentioned he has a hand. We don't say how, we don't say why, and so on and so forth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hand we know is different. It's not the same as the hands of his creation. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala says, Laysa kamithi shaykh. There is nothing that is similar, or there's nothing that is like him. There is nothing that is like him. Naam. I want you to pay attention so that you don't fall into the deviation of these people. Because in their minds, when you say Han, then due to the weakness of the intellect, then it has to be a Han that has specific characteristics. Has to have five fingers, it has to have yani, whatever, joints, nails, whatever the case is, whatever they have in their minds. Not realizing that an individual can have what is called a hand and is different from something else that someone else has is called a hand. Let's look at creation. Let's look at the creation. Because for Allah is the highest, is for the highest yani, example. But let's look, let us look at creation. The monkey has a hand, correct? Now got hands. Is the hand of the monkey like the hand of the human? No. The raccoon, he has hands, correct? Yes. Is the hand of the raccoon like the hand of the monkey? No. The clock has hands, correct? Are the hands of the clock like the hands of the raccoon? No. Are they like the hands of the monkey? No. Are they like the hands of the human being? No. So what are we going to say now? None of them got hands? No, they all got what's called a hand, but it's different. Naam? So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he has a hand, he has a hand. And I want you to reflect on the ayah. Allah ta'ala, he says, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ That there is nothing that is like him, uh, the same as him whatsoever. And he is the all-hearer, the all-seer. Ah. Look at this. Shaykh Saleh Abdul Aziz al-Shaykh, he mentions, he says, when you contemplate on this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes the fact that there is nothing that is like him. There's nothing that is like him. Naam. And then he establishes the fact that he is the all-hearer, the all-seer. He says that when you look at these two characteristics, these two attributes in particular, he said that these two attributes of hearing and seeing are attributes that are shared by the majority of created things. Because the majority of the of, of created things have something from hearing and sight. Naam? The majority of created things have something from hearing and sight. So when you reflect upon that, you realize that, yes, we hear and we see. But our hearing and our seeing is not like the hearing and seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are not the same at all in any which way, shape, and form. So therefore, by us affirming to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he hears and he sees, is not us affirming that his hearing and his seeing is like our hearing and seeing. No way. And to say that one necessitates the other is a person who is intellectually Wanting, deficient. Because when we go back now, let's go to a lesser example. When we go to created things, the eagle, does not the eagle see? 
Yes, the eagle can see. The human being, can the human being see? Yes, the human being, he can see. But is the sight of the human being like the sight of an eagle? No way. No way. Eagles see what? Way better than us, correct? But from human being huh, to human being, from person to person, is the sight the same? Me, for example, I wear glasses. So my vision is not 2020. Okay? An individual who they can they, yeah, they don't need glasses. They in their their sight is 2020. Okay, you remove my spectacles and you put me in that person to look at something. Are we gonna see it the same way? We gonna see the same way? No, not at all. Not at all. The hearing of a dog. Dogs can hear. Human beings can hear, correct? But the hearing of a dog, is it not greater than our hearing? They hear better than us, correct? So, because they hear different from us, do we negate the fact now of hearing? That one of us now can't, 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 can't hear? Of course not. We both hear. But we both hear what differently. It's not the same. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes that He hears and He sees. And he created the creation and he provided them with the faculties of hearing and seeing, of hearing and sight. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes that he hears and he sees, but his hearing and his seeing is not like the hearing and seeing of anything else. There's nothing that compares to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it comes to hearing and seeing. There is nothing that compares to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that comes to hearing and seeing. So once we understand this fact that yes, Allah hears and yes, Allah sees and Allah has attributes, names and attributes and so on and so forth, we affirm them. Because we understand by us affirming them is not us saying that they are like the attributes of creation. Because Allah has already established that there is nothing like Him. Nothing hears and sees like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no eye that is like Allah's eye. There is no hand that is like Allah's hand. So on and so forth. Naam, so on and so forth. So this here shows you the deficiency and the understanding of the likes of these individuals that they will come and they will negate a category of it tawheed. They will come and they will negate a category of it tawheed, namely Tawheed, al-asma' wa sifat. And as aforementioned, the kalima of la ilaha illallah, it encompasses all of the categories of it tawheed. So to say and to translate it and to explain it in such a manner that it negates a category of it tawheed, then we know that cannot be the meaning. It's not possible. It's not possible. Because the kalima of it tawheed, it encompasses all of the categories of At-Tawheed. At-Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship. At-Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, the Tawheed that all of the worship belongs unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Tawheed of Asma' wa Sifat. And the Tawheed of Allah's names and attributes. Naam, so we know what the Jahmiyyah and the Mu'tazila and those who upon their way say is incorrect. We know that that's incorrect. Naam. So these ones, they say that whoever affirms the names and attributes of Allah, then he is a polytheist. Because Tawheed with them is to deny the names and attributes of Allah. Fourthly, we have the Tawheed of the Hizbiyin. Wa Ikhwaniyin al The Tafsir of Tawheed, of the Kalim of La ilaha illallah, from the Hizbis, partisans, naam. And from the Ikhwanis. Naam, from the Ikhwanis. Meaning what? From the Khawarij. The tafsir from the Hizbis, from the Khawarij. The likes of Daesh, ISIS, Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, Al Shabab, Boko Haram, Naam, to the end. And whoever else springs up on their ideology, even they got a new name, whatever. Whoever springs up upon their ideology. No, same applies. These individuals, these tekfiri individuals, يقولون, they say, لا إله إلا الله معنا, eh? لا 
They say that La ilaha illallah means that there is no hakimiyyah. There is no ruling. There is no legislating. Except by, except for Allah. Except for Allah. That Allah is the one who makes the laws, sets down the rules. So on and so forth. And that's what is the meaning of La ilaha illallah. The Shaykh he says, Walhakimiya Kama Kama Yusumunaha Juz Min Ma'ala La ilaha illallah. He said, Hakimiya, like they call it, he said, this is only a portion of the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Just like the other of yani, uh, ones, right? Where they bring a portion of it. But not the whole of it. Likewise, these ones bring another portion. When they want to say it, hakimit, like Allah is a legislator. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa taala makes the rules. Yes, this is true. But is that the only <coughs> aspect of tawhid? Of course not. Of course not. So to restrict it to just one aspect of it, tawhid, then we know this is not correct. Because the meaning of la ilaha illallah encompasses how many? All of the aspects of tawheed. Now, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Like, the shaykh, hafidhullah ta'ala, he goes on and he says, لِأَنَّ الْمَعْنَاهَ شَامِلْ لِكُلِّ أَنْوَاعِ الْعِبَادَاتِ He said, because the meaning of la ilaha illallah encompasses all of the categories of worship. It encompasses all of the categories of worship. So we say to them, and you see how easily the falsehood is refuted. So we say to these ones who want to come and say that La ilaha illallah just means yani, that there is, you know, La hakimiya illa lillah. There is no legislation except for Allah. That's true. That's true. But that's not the meaning of La ilaha, la ilaha illallah. It means that and more. But those who want to focus in on that and make it seem like that is what makes you muwahid, yeah. And if you and if you don't establish that, then you are mushrik and so on and so forth. Then we ask these individuals. Sheikh Fozani says, "Fanaqulu lahum." So we ask them, "Aina al ibadat?" Where is the rest of the categories of worship? Where are they at? Aina <coughs> rukur. Where is rukur? Where is bowing? Huh? Where is prostration? With dhabh and slaughtering only for Allah. With nadr and making oaths only for Allah. With baqiyat al-ibadat and the rest of the categories of worship. Where are they? Where are the rest of the categories of worship? Is worship just hakimiyah? Is worship just dealing with legislation and governmental matters and so on? That's the only thing that's worship to you? Huh? إذا كان المعناها عندكم الحكمية فقط. If the meaning of لا إله إلا الله with you is just الحكمية. وأين تنفية من أنواع الشرك. Then where with you is the negation of the categories of shirk. Where is that? Where is that at? If if it's only حكمية with you, then where is it the other categories of of worship and where is that which that negates the categories of shirk. Where is that? The shaykh says, Ya subhanallah. Ya subhanallah. Yanbaghi at-tanbih lihad al-umur. Lihadihi al-umur. He says, we have to pay attention to these affairs. We have to pay attention to these affairs. Because these people will come and they'll come like this and they'll be saying Tawheed, Tawheed, Tawheed and then they say this ruler he doesn't rule by what Allah has revealed. This ruler they don't rule by what Allah has revealed. This country they're not implementing Sharia. This, 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 that and that. We gotta be people of Tawheed. Subhanallah. You think that's the only thing of a, that what mean Tawheed is? Subhanallah. So you have to be careful. These people will come and they be utilizing the word of a Tawheed and they don't understand what really is a Tawheed. So you have to be careful. You have to be careful. And in order to avoid the pitfalls, you have to know what they are so that you're able to avoid them. 
And this is why Sheikh Fawzan, he's explaining these matters uh, in the detail like this. The Shaykh says, Gotta know it because this kalima of La ilaha illallah is tremendous. And it is that which is deliverance from the fire for the one who implements it, for the one who actualizes it at Tawheed. Then this is the one who will be delivered away from the fire. Ma'am, he'll be delivered away from the fire, entering into the Jannah, the one who actualizes at Tawheed. And all of the religion is built upon Tawheed from the beginning of it to the end of it. And all of the messages that were sent, all of the call of the messengers, the call of the messengers and the books that were sent down. Huh? They're all built upon this kalima, the kalima of La ilaha illallah. Naam. So we know the meaning that the takfiri people try to give to it is incorrect. We understand that. Shaif. But lastly, is the true meaning of La ilaha illallah. And this is the tafsir of La ilaha illallah with Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah. Naam, this is the tafsir of the kalima of la ilaha illallah and the ahl sunnah with the people of the sunnah. Bayeh, with tafsir ahl sunnah wal jama'ah anna la ilaha illallah ma'nah la ma'buda bihaqqin illallah is that none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. Let us go back to the to the to the to the to the first false interpretation. And we mentioned this before, an angle of why it is false. Because they come and they say there is no God but Allah. Meaning there's nothing that is worshipped except Allah. And we know this is not correct. Why? Al Ma'budat Kathira, the Shaykh said, There are many things that I worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many things that I worship that's not Allah. Right? People worship Buddha. Buddha's not Allah. People worship Krishna. Krishna is not Allah. People worship Jesus. Jesus is not Allah. Right? People worship cows. Cows are not Allah. People worship fictitious characters and creatures. They are not Allah. People worship the, the sun, the moon, stars, and the like. These things are not Allah. So there are plenty of things that people worship in falsehood. Okay? There are plenty of things that people worship in falsehood. So we know from this aspect that that false interpretation is not correct because it's not even true. It's not even accurate. It doesn't fit reality because people worship other things. So Ahl Sunnah wa Jama'ah, this is acknowledged. Now, people worship other things because that's reality. You understand? However, they worship these things in falsehood because the only one who was worshipped in truth, it is Allah. So when we say La ilaha illallah, this is the meaning. La ma'bud bihaqqin illallah. That none is worshipped in truth except Allah. Except Allah. طيب. The Shaykh says, وَلَكِنْ الْمَعْبُودِ بِحَقِّ هُوَ Allah." Wahda. But the one who was worshipped in truth, it is Allah alone. وَمَا سِوَاهُ فَعِبَادَتُهُ بَاطِلَ And whatever is other than Allah, and other than Allah, the worship of it is false, and it is erroneous. كَمَا قَالَ تَعَالَى As Allah Ta'ala, He says, ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقَّ وَأَنَّمَا يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ هُوَ الْبَاطِلِ And that is as Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hajj verse 62 And that is because Allah is the truth And that which is called upon, worshipped other than Him Then it is done so in falsehood It is done so in falsehood Naam. So this verse here is a proof and an evidence to the meaning of La ilaha illallah, La ma'abuda 
none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. We see here the affirmation and the negation. The affirmation affirming all of the ibadah for Allah and Allah alone and the negation negating the ibadah from everything that is other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The great alama, Sheikh Muhammad Amal al-Jami, he mentions, he says, and also as a proof and evidence, a clear proof and evidence will show us the meaning uh, that, that points to the true meaning of la ilaha illallah is Allah Ta'ala's statement as it comes in verse 256 of Surah Al-Baqarah. It is the verse that comes right after Ayat Al-Kursi. Naam, the verse that comes right after Ayat Al-Kursi. 256 from Surah Al-Baqarah. Clear proof for the meaning, the proper meaning of La ilaha illallah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, La ikraha fi deen. There is no compulsion in the religion. Because the, the guidance, the true guidance has be made has become clear and has been made clear from the misguidance. Ma'am. Allah Ta'ala says, So whoever disbelieves in the false deities, whoever disbelieves in the false deities, and I want you to really pay attention because we have here what a negation. Whoever disbelieves in the false deities. This is like La ilaha. None has the right to be worshipped. This is an expression showing a disbelief in the false deities. Naam? A disbelief in the false deities. So you see, negation, negation. Same order. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, And He believes in Allah. And this is like the statement, what? Illallah, except for Allah. Where we're making an affirmation of the ibadah for Allah and Allah alone. So likewise here in the ayah, affirmation comes after what? The negation. Negation, then the affirmation. The kalimah of the tawheed, we have what? Negation, then after it comes what? The affirmation. Where we negate worship for everything other than Allah, and then we affirm it for who? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you see the same order. The same order. You understand? Wait. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says... Then he would have taken hold to the most trustworthy handhold. The most trustworthy handhold, the ulama of tafsir, they say what that means is La ilaha illallah. That's the most trustworthy handhold. That if you bring this negation for everything that is worshipped other than Allah, and then you bring the affirmation. Of worship only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you would have taken hold of what? Of La ilaha illallah. You see? So this is a proof and an evidence which shows us the proper meaning of La ilaha illallah. And these ayat, these are just from yani, the proofs and the evidences uh, which, 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 which we understand uh, yani, uh, conveys to us the proper meaning of La ilaha illallah. So the proper meaning of La ilaha illallah is what? La ma'abuda bihaqin illallah. None has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. And then the Shaykh Ta'ala he goes on to comment upon the next uh, paragraph in which the, the Shaykh he mentions, in which Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab he mentions. But we will stop at this point. وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا